This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all? And welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I am your host, Foop, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on those bell notifications for future uploads. Today we have a special guest with us. If you have been listening to the Blurred Mob podcast since 2021, you know this face. It's our boy McMillian from Gurren Otaku Council. So what's up, McMillian? What is good, everybody? I have come here to talk about the best Cape Crusader. Yes, we have come with y'all, a y'all special way. episode. Y'all, y'all must way. be mad. You must be mad. You must be y'all mad way. that she ain't got no Batman I came merch. In my paraphernalia. So. I came here to rip. I came here to rip. I came here Let to know. rip. There's a know. reason why y'all, I wanted no, this nice. man on the podcast. Are you upset? <laughs> You ain't gotta be upset. <laughs> no, no, y'all look you nice. Gotta, y'all just lame. You ain't like, gotta be upset. I can't call anybody lame. <laughs> right. All you, I got is two You sound posters, upset. So. You sound upset. But it's okay. I'm upset. It's all right. For, for all those listening, you should know that Ryan was a fake manga fan until he moved in with me and I inspired Ooh. him to buy manga. So, not we no, I was, un, I was, I was mm. unaware. Mm. You know what? No. Let's give, not let's we give McMillian his credit. No, I was unaware. McMillian I came with know. the tea. <laughs> I, I wasn't fully aware that bootlegging it was not fair to the mangakas who make all these works of art. So now I say, let me invest and give back, pay back to the people who you, give me joy. It's the same thing as bootleg movies. When we bootleg movies, it don't go to the I actors. So thoroughly. why would you think bootlegging manga is different? I didn't realize that mangakas were so underpaid. Movie directors get their money. Mangakas are just, that's still that's still just, not a justification <laughs> for you to bootleg. I just want to say this. He was just checking me yesterday about me reading manga. <laughs> see, no, see I wasn't what you checking you. I said, he was look just at you. I did you not, See, what was your perspective? Did you not see the gift? I said a man of culture, and it was a nod. That was like, yes, good job. Like, yeah, I've been nah. doing this. I've been on this. I've been on my I just like I how unaware. I just like how you tried to call us lame and now everybody just attacking you at this point. You see what happens when you right. talk it shit, bro? It don't matter. Obviously, y'all hurt, you hurt people shit. try to hurt people, but <laughs> I ain't hurt. hurt you see what happens when you talk shit? Hurt people hurt people. I get it. I'm sorry that I hurt y'all. But you try to uh, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he trying to attack you, us. You exactly. That's like, what, what I'm saying. He called us lame. We ain't even start the podcast for it. Lame, lame is not necessarily an insult. Lame no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear you explain yourself. I don't want to hear you explain yourself. You said what the you said. The comments gonna drag you. Don't worry about you it. Say you what you said. Folks just, folks just wanna act that wanna act like like an ass when we got guests. Like y'all wanna show up now that we Whoa, got guests. But let's, you let's started. I've been doing this. Whoa! But you let's started it. Whoa! Let's talk you after the episode. It, let's talk after the episode. 
No, we gonna talk right now. You started it though. I don't want to hear it. We got, we got, we got. Not five fingers to the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you now, you don't come in you, here doing that. The, the, <laughs> curtains have, the curtains have opened up. Now nah, you want to work on that tender? I see. Okay. Right. <laughs> the curtains have opened up. Man, listen. <laughs> I but can't what believe I, my I, dungeon master's. Ryan, my shut dungeon up. master acting like this, and I got a glass for him. Oh my god. <laughs> Ryan, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to do before we got into the Batman talk, because we are doing this special episode to talk about the Batman movie that dropped March 4th, uh, 2022. But if you were also special, you got to see it a little bit earlier than that. I saw it on the 3rd. Before we get to the Same. Batman, we have to bring some closure to the Impulse War. For those who have been listening, me, Ron, and Ralph started the Impulse Wars to see, with tax season on the way, with our discussion of uncompromised spending, we wanted to know who was going to spend the most money, make the most impulse buys for the month of February. (laughs) I think Ryan won. as As much as I want to give it to Ryan, I believe I have him beat. I do. <laughs> I bought. She, look, I bought a large quantity. She spent a lot though. I bought. Listen, I bought me some clothes. I bought some shoes. Okay. I bought four pokeballs. I did. Tell them how much these cost, food. Tell them how much those cost. <laughs> yeah, I well, I got the fifth one now. I had bought the dust ball. The. <laughs> Red one, the original Pokeball, the Ultra Bar, and the Premier Ball at the same time. I already you know had how much the they cost, ball. Ralph? They about a hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, <laughs> these are the most expensive things on my nerd shrine, and she got all of them at once. She won the Impact Look, War. I had it. I had it. Have you pre? Um, did you pre-order the heel? The heel I ball? Did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I am disappointed. Don't be disappointed. This is what I do. Her bills paid. Her bills there, paid. my she bills got paid. I'm not homeless, so. That's but I think I got part. Ryan. Man, we did give Ryan some shit because he bought all them berserk books at the back. But I got I I got the man beat. I do because as soon when I say as soon as that them taxes hit that account, it was on and popping. See, it was back in the day people got tax returns and bought couches, not us. I already got a couch. I don't need, I don't need no more couches. <laughs> we bought Pokeball replicas. And what I'm saying, oh, like if I want it, I'ma get it. That's what I said. If I want it, mm-hmm. I'ma get it, no matter what it is. And I did. There, so there it go. <laughs> but I already knew me and Ron saw this coming. That he was buying <laughs> stuff at first, which like if we was all down here, Ron was up here. But we all knew that when my taxes dropped, that jump was finna go up to here. I, I don't even matter. You did you pay your rent? You said your impulse buy was gonna be rent. Did you pay your rent? <laughs> right, did your rent get paid? Did you pay your, <laughs> did you pay your rent? <laughs> Now, if he did, I might be getting the victim this month. No. Someone's going to knock on that door. What did you buy? I'm going to get that note on my door today. Eviction notice? He said I might got an eviction notice. What did you do? (laughs) 
You what, lost the impulse war, but you but you finna get evicted. What did you do? He won the, evic- <laughs> he won the eviction war. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, what I, did you I did do? pay my rent though. I paid all my bills. My bills are paid. Oh, okay. I'm glad. But as far as buying stuff, I didn't. I don't. I don't think I even bought anything really this month. Besides like food and stuff. That's about it. Well, that's what was your thing anyway. You said he gonna buy that meal. How many meals oh, yeah. did you buy? That's the question. How many bills did you buy? <laughs> how many times did you go to Wingstop this month, Ralph? I mean, last I don't month. Even no, how many times? How many times did crazy. you go to Canes? How many R- times did you, you go to Canes? Oh, yeah, you like Canes now? You like Canes now? How many times you went to Canes? How many Caniac combos you get? I know you don't get the box. You got to eat. <laughs> See, look. <laughs> look, I got it. We, look, we're gonna calculate. How many times in the day did you go to Canes? I would say out of the whole month, I probably went to Canes probably eight, eight nine times. He was eating my out. Friend. He was I know eating. My Except, no, no, no. Listen, listen. I gotta have a cheat meal, okay? Okay. That's okay. my cheat meal. Yeah, you out there playing uh basketball with them uh them little cheering. The I bet school. you do need. I bet you do need a meal. No, listen. I actually beat one. I beat one. He was fourteen. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> look, look. What, and, what Ralph said? Send them to jail. Send he them to prep, jail. He had to prep for that. He did like two weeks worth of Pilates. He prepared for that. No cramps. Not Pilates. No torn I don't muscles. know about cramps. Now my lower back was tight. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He that said. Back I'm tight. hurt. I'm hurt, but I, but we beat him though. <laughs> did we win, Captain? <laughs> did we win? I'm a 14 year old. <laughs> I but wasn't. Since, I wasn't driving anything. I was shooting everything I had. But since McMillian is here, <laughs> what is your uncompromised spending habit? Habit, McMillian. My uncompromised spending habit. Like no matter mm. what your finances looking like, if this shit was gonna go down right now, what are you spending mm. your money on? Don't lie, roommate. Don't so lie. recent, recently, if you they the people, my friends, these lovely uh, hosts know that I've gotten back into comic books. So recently, it's been stuff like this, like X Men. Mm-hmm. I've been really getting back into that. So those are kind of my uncompromised buys. But at the end, but I think overall, my uncompromised buys are video games. Like Elden Ring came out. And I didn't care how much I was in the hole. That was gonna get bought. <laughs> I don't care how much I was in the hole. That was gonna get bought. That, regardless, credit regardless. card could have five nah. thousand dollar charge. It turned a five thousand. Y'all remember McMillian said right. he sent in the group. He was like, "Elden rings out. I'm finna disappear." That man got negative ten dollars in his account, and he isolated himself in his room. <laughs> Look, that way, if the eviction notice comes, it won't interrupt his gameplay. Smart. <laughs> He's smart. Right there, he get it. He get it. If I, you, uh, well, if it if it wasn't for the fact that I have to work to survive to to feed myself, I'd probably be playing during work hours. But <laughs> oh my, that's crazy. We're gonna report you to HR. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't, don't do, do that. Don't do my it. roommate, we, we got to share these bills. Don't do it. Please. No, we already under we already under the impression that you don't work anyway, Rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> I work. I work my butt off. I don't believe it. I'm a hustler. 
See, it's oh, that it's that statement right there that, that it's that I'll statement right there that does not make me believe you. I'm certified. Two right. certifications. Okay. You Black excellence you. will give it to you. Still don't work. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't I work. Could, I could get, I could get 10 promotions in an entire week. You still don't do shit. Yes, I do. How did I get there? I don't know. We'll find out. This That's a mystery we're going to save for another day. Yeah. So, the reason this episode is existing, the Batman. So, at this point in time, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to put out a spoiler warning. If you have not seen the Batman, I would advise you leave. Go watch the movie and come back. We're going to go into some hot takes. These hot takes may lead to some extremely large spoilers. So don't set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. So here we go. The first thing I want to discuss as far as the Batman is Robert Pattinson. When Robert Pattinson first got casted for this role, there was a lot of discrepancy on whether or not he was going to be able to see this through. Um, Ralph said this in a previous episode that the director said that if you are doubting Robert Pattinson, it's because you hadn't seen any of the work that he's done past Twilight. Mm -hmm. My stance on that was that I just wanted to see, I didn't care about the other roles that he had. I'm not a big Robert Pattinson fan to begin with. I wanted to see how he was going to take the Batman persona and put it on the big screen. And I have to say, he did a damn good job. Yes. He did a I, I damn good job. I yeah. loved it. He I didn't ex, I didn't know if I should expect him to be a good Batman, but he exceeded whatever expectations I had. Like the, Oh, you got a McMillian? Uh the only thing mm-hmm. I would say that I hope that we get to see more of later, I know like I said, I'm not the uh like Pope said, uh I myself am not the biggest Robert Pattinson fan, but I have seen him in other stuff besides Twilight. I know he's a multi fat he can do, he's multifaceted. He can do more characters. I, I the only thing I said that was kind of struggling or lacking from this film was his Bruce Wayne. But okay, th- then again, we barely me, got to see. Let me touch his on Bruce. that. Yeah. The so the question that I initially had was: Did Robert Pattinson play a good Batman? And the reason why I said a good Batman, I'm gonna give Robert Pattinson this, and I'm gonna give the movie this. They settled this at the very early. Um, piece of the movie that he was not interested in exploring this story as Bruce Wayne. This was specifically this was him as Batman. And I felt mm-hmm. like in the fact that this movie is based off Batman Year One, that's where I got that vibe from. Him first starting out and him really not even oh, caring yeah. about his responsibilities as Bruce Wayne. Like he's that's going right. straight yeah, so- Batman mode. So, so, so caveat to what I just said, I do think that the movie did well with it because this is very obviously early, early Batman, like him in his career. So yeah. like early Bruce was not really concerned about being Bruce. Right. He felt like he didn't, he didn't see the value in living a, a living a, his life as a billionaire. He was more focused on like the whole Batman thing. So while that, while I do say I would love to see like his, like him do more as Bruce. I understood for this movie why I wasn't a factor because mm-hmm. this was a very early Batman where he didn't see the value in being Bruce Wayne, like how that could have helped. Yeah. Like so with that caveat, I will say 
while we didn't get to see a lot of his Bruce Wayne, while I felt like it could have been played up a little bit more, the movie, it doesn't take away from the movie at all, really. Right. His portrayal of Bruce Wayne. I think that's something, because they're already talking about a sequel. And I think the sequel is when he's going to come more into his split role of bigger in there, playboy Bruce Wayne, and the Batman. Mm -hmm. But this right here, though we did not get to see much of Bruce Wayne, I like that they established in the movie that he did not give two fucks what was going on in Bruce Wayne's world. This is a Batman Batman movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he let that be known early in the movie that he was not interested in keeping up appearances as Bruce Wayne. He let y'all know that early what type of movie this was, which differs from the previous Batman movies we've seen because we've seen that split between Bruce Wayne and Batman on the screen. Mm -hmm. This right here, they don't call this shit the Batman for nothing. (laughs) They they don't call this shit Mm -hmm. the Batman for nothing. So I have have to give him that. He did a damn good job. Everybody who doubted him, I hope you're eating your words right now. Because he did a damn good job. And speaking of Robert Patterson, let's go ahead and jump to my girl, Zoe Kravitz. And her role as Catwoman. She (laughs) played that role. And I said this on Twitter. And I want to know if you guys agree. The previous um, actresses or previous portrayals of Catwoman that we have seen has been all about making her sexy and flirtatious and mysterious. Like, if we want to go way back early 2000s when they came out with Halle Berry's Catwoman movie, I'm going to say this. 99% of y'all probably don't remember that plot, but I bet y'all remember that scene when she was on that roof with that tight-ass leather outfit walking with them (laughs) cats with that whip. (laughs) But But it proves my point. That when Catwoman hits the big screen, it's all about putting her in that black skin tight suit, making her sexy, flirtatious, and mysterious, which Catwoman is. But on the other side, Catwoman is also that she's vulnerable. She cares about people. She does selfless acts. Mm -hmm. She's, um, there's a different side of her. Some, Some renditions of Catwoman, she's angry. Because of some of the things that's happened in her life. And I feel like that's what Zoe Kravis did for this Catwoman. Mm-hmm. That as fine as Zoe Kravis <clears throat> looked in this movie, that was not what put the stamp on her Catwoman character for me. It was watching her struggle with the things that she cared about. Her friend. The fact that Carmen Falcone was her father. And that her he sh- killed her mother. And mm-hmm. her working alongside Batman, what did that mean to like to stop thinking of myself for once and think of a bigger picture? That's what her Catwoman explored. And I have to give her big kudos on that. I have to give Matt Reeves big kudos on that for writing her character that way instead of going, we're going to put Catwoman in here as a love interest for Bruce, and that's it. She has no other type of character. She's just here because Batman and Catwoman. And though they did, throughout the movie, I did feel the sexual tension between her and Bruce, which is always going to be there. You can't put Catwoman Mm -hmm. in there without putting that sexual tension in there. But I like the fact that they did not hard set 
that in the movie, that that's what all that relationship was. And that was one of my other questions of them putting Catwoman in this movie. And I have to give them a 10 out of 10 for that. I do. They worked her in very well. Yes. That she was not a side. She, she, while, like, I guess to the to Batman, she was like a side character. To the movie, though, she felt very main and she mm-hmm. had a complete character arc. It was very well done and executed. Selena Kyle, mm-hmm. usually when she's casted and stuff like that, like usually when they put Catwoman in movies, it never feels this fleshed out. And I felt like they really did a good job at weaving mm-hmm. her story into the narrative. That's what I was going to say. She felt like a full character. Like, obviously, I haven't read the comic, but out of all the, all the times I've seen Catwoman on the big screen, this Catwoman did feel like she was developed. I knew what her desires were. I knew her past. I knew what she was aiming for. And I was almost cheering for her at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't just a love interest thrown in just because, oh, we need some sexual tension and we want to um play fanfare. Like, she was legit. Like, I was rooting for Shadi. She did it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. this Catwoman. What you, Ralph? I would say, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say the one thing that I did notice that didn't sink into the sexuality of it is when Bruce was actually, you know, scoping her out in her apartment and she was getting undressed. It didn't feel more so sexualized in the way that they could have done it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's I a agree. good point. They made that shit creepy as fuck. Like, why are you looking in that yeah. girl window? Like, we know it's Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> but why are you looking in that girl window? <laughs> we know it's so Catwoman. We know it's Selena. I... Right. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good point, though. I think to add on to Ralph's fact, because that was a really good point, that she looked damn good as Catwoman, but the way the the scenes that she were in it wasn't just like, look at me in this sexy black outfit. Like, it got to the mm-hmm. point where, what was that scene where they caught her beating that man's ass on the roof? Like, she had the full, she was in full costume, but it was like, yeah. what is it? She's beating his ass. <laughs> <laughs> she is whipping his ass. Like, I, I didn't see, like, sexy Catwoman. I saw hurt, and I felt her anger. And I mm-hmm. was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is it. Yep. This is this is what I wanted to see out of Selena Kyle. Woo. I agree. Enjoy it. So the other now, one thing. Oh. oh, you got it. What's up? <laughs> now, one thing that I did like about the movie was the music and the feeling that it gave me. Oh man, you that, the yeah. Music, score. Yeah. Ooh, perfect yeah. execution. The when, music when was I say Ralph, I was on the edge of my seat. Mm. Yeah. It's, really it's the was. thing about movies. When you have a good score, I will say this. Your movie could be trash, boo-boo garbage. But if you got a fire-ass score to back it up, your movie just lives through the score. It but I would have to win. say the score and the movie were equal on this one, but I have to agree with Ralph. Yeah, no. Uh, For me, while the score is great, I love the score. For me, I don't know if people have been seeing it. Like on Twitter, people usually complain about like the cinematography in mm-hmm. superhero movies. The mm-hmm. cinematography in this movie was amazing. The the cinematographer or whatever put their whole self into this. Let's talk they, about this is how we know to back McMinion's point up. The scene, let's talk about the car chase between Penguin and yes. Batman. <laughs> 
That yes. right there hey, bro. was a <laughs> car <Nah>. chase. <laughs> that, this Look. is not your Fast and the Furious type car chase. This is a car chase. Do you hear me? This is shit that could thought. happen on the 405 in L.A. <laughs> this, this is... <laughs> that was the legit. Thought, the, the colors of the car chase, the angles of it, that had me on the edge of my seat. Like, yes, this is a car chase, but yo, this is a car chase. You don't know what's about to happen. You know this man is about to get him. You just sitting there like watching, like when he's gonna get him, when is he gonna get him, when is he gonna get him? And the, the cinematography for that scene doesn't even happen once they get on the highway. It happens back before they pulled off. When he pulled before. out that Batmobile, yeah, and he was just yeah. revving that jet up. Man, the standstill that thing that, was mean. The the standstill that happened, bef- like the moment you heard the engine, everybody was dead. Boy, so, just I, looking. I, I, I was saw that like, what the fuck IMAX. is going on? I saw they judging IMAX, so the walls start. Burn, <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 I was like, yo, you not finna go nowhere. I forgot what kind of car. The penguin had, but I was like, "You're not getting nowhere in that." It was a uh, Maserati. Yeah. Oh, I was like, "You're not going no, nowhere wait. in that Maserati." Yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, it was okay. a four door sedan. Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. "You are not about to run from this man in a four door sedan." I just want to put that out there. You might get, you might get the one up on him, which he did, but you weren't going to outrun this man in a four door sedan. You wasn't. Uh, the the moment when the oil. The, the the gasoline car takes and it tips and over that, and, that and the ramp that happens the car. and the semi truck oh and you see the explosion you see penguin cheers like a sound I, I got you and you just see it whoosh coming out I was like oh because <laughs> like to speak on the cinematography of it a bit like the car chase the way it's even shot is so cool because bet anytime you cut to like Batman saying it's not like uh, you're not looking inside the Batmobile. You're looking out, towards, always forward, toward mm-hmm. where Penguin is driving. And anytime it cuts to Penguin's thing, it's always backwards, like in the rear view mirror mm-hmm. where you can see his face and everything that's going on behind him. It, ha, huh, such a good way to film a car chase. That's what I'm saying. It, this is a car chase. Uh, <laughs> this is a car chase. And you see all chase. the trucks flipping over. It legit looks like Batman could fail the entire time. The yes. entire time. It felt time. like Risk yes. was involved the entire time because these dudes are human. Like, this is a regular but it guy. Also showed, and he it, is risking his life right now. It also showed how relentless this Batman is. Because if I'm chasing after somebody... I don't care how fast my car go. As soon as I see 18 wheelers in gas trucks flipping in the middle of the interstate, you got it. Exactly. You got it. You got it. But the fact that he kept going, and the other thing that I like about this car chase scene is that the ramp felt like a coincidence. You ever watch a car chase and you when something happens that saves them, it's like, okay, we we it saw that. We, we saw that coming. But that ramp mm-hmm. where it's the fact coming, that it the ramp off. coming out before at the around the same time the explosion happened felt like you got lucky, my G. You felt it. Like you got lucky, my G. Like this wasn't planned out. You didn't survive this because plot armor. You got lucky, my G. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Bro, and the end of it, just when he made it through Rammed Penguin, you just see him walking up to the car. It was like a horror scene 
out of a Friday the 13th movie. I love that entire scene, bro. When he's just walking up and leaning over, I'm like, bro, is he about to kill this man? <laughs> like, <laughs> it fe- I was scared. But I like it how he kept legit. His, I like how he kept his morals too. So they also put down that this Batman was going to be a bit more violent. And they showed that. But then it got to Selena wanting to kill somebody. He was like, no. Like, we done mm-hmm. seen a couple of scenes of you roughing up folks, but we don't kill people. And I was like, come on, Batman. Come <laughs> on. He was getting people He the, was getting people in the leg with that, Um, what's it called? The, thing the he grapple hook. He, yeah, he grapple used hook that. went through a couple that's, of folks' legs. That's very comic book accurate, too. Yes. What, what, mm. uh, what else I liked about it is, to talk on the Selena point, when Selena pulled out the gun, like the Glock, right? Like the mm-hmm. gun she had, he even reacted to like, we, we're not doing that. Like, we're not using this to get the job yeah. done. And yeah. I was like, I love that because as if anyone who's ever read a Batman comic or watched like the old animated series, he does not fuck with guns at all. And that was just like a great, I, I thought like a head nod to that yeah. whole thing. And he was willing, like the way he was holding the gun, like she could pull the trigger and shoot you at any moment. But this is how hard set he is. And like, we not using guns, Selena. We not doing this right now. I want to, and talking about this Batman movie, the other thing that was going around, I even said this myself, is that how is this Batman movie going to compare to the previous Batman movies? And my finite answer, my definite answer to this, is that it doesn't. When they said that this was a comic book movie, they meant that shit. Yes. Yes. When I was watching this movie, it felt like you guys, I felt like I had been sucked into a middle of a Batman graphic novel or the middle of one of the Batman Arkham series games. And one one thing stood out to me that told me that this was going to be a different type of Batman movie, the narration at the beginning. If you ever read a Batman comic or a Batman graphic novel, the first couple pages is Batman narrating. You don't see that man in like the first couple frames, but he's talking in the back, and then they go to him when he shows up. So when the movie and that, starts, and that sucked me in, food. That sucked yeah. me in when that was. That it, I was like, this is already different. Just for that small little detail that we are looking at Gotham, but we we are seeing Batman narrate as he would if I was reading one of the graphic novels. Not, not only that, but it accentuates that that whole start accentuates the presence of what the Batman or who the Batman is. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was the the fact that the moment the criminal saw the bat signal in the air and would start looking at dark corners and was like, shit, is he there? Like is he I was like, this. This is not a movie based on a comic book. This is the comic book movie. Yes. This is ex- yes. this is exactly what you want. Out of that, like as much as I love uh, the Dark Knight, there was something always that felt like off or missing with those movies. Like it almost felt like Batman was a a a viewer of the events that were happening in that movie. He never tried to get exactly. the jump on the stuff. It felt like everyone, like all the, it felt like almost like the Dark Knight trilogy really was more about the villains than it did about Batman. This movie though was took the villain and the and Batman himself and put them both on a pedestal. It's like this is what it's about. And this is the guy that's at the forefront of everything. Yes. Could not ask for, as a fan of the comics, could not ask for something better. They really made sure to accentuate that this was and a comic book movie. And that's what I was saying, that 
You do not have to be a Batman fanatic to like this movie. But if you know the lore behind it, if you've read the graphic novels, if you understand Batman and Bruce Wayne, the dynamic, what it what it is to be Batman, it's it's a love letter. It is. That you're watching it and it's like, this is the Batman. I think the biggest kudos that I have to give to this movie is that they spoke more to his detective side, which we have not gotten in the previous uh, portrayals of Batman. That all of the previous Batman movies have always been action-packed, in-your-face, the villains are flashy, and all of this. And even what McMillian said is like, sometimes the story is being told from the villain and Batman is just the watcher of it. Like, this movie right here is The Batman. I have to go back to the title. They did not call this shit The Batman for no, for no reason. reason. Mm-hmm. This was they, a comic book movie. It was. They, they, I mean, and you guys have uh, probably heard me talk about it before, at least not, not on the podcast, but I was really hoping that we would eventually get a Batman movie that showed Bruce's work as a detective. And boy, did this one do it. Granted, yeah. it is very much an early... <clears throat> Batman detective story where he leans yeah. a lot on Jim for mm-hmm. a lot of like the detective aspects, but I can definitely see this Batman evolving into the Batman that I know from comic books. The guy who always has a right. plan, the guy who's ready for stuff. Like he, this is very much a I'm stumbling, but I know, but I know my shit, and I can mm-hmm. get there. The, the I can see this one evolve into the one I know from the comic books, and yeah. that's beautiful. And considering that most time. Him- I was gonna mm-hmm. say, speaking on him leaning on Jim, you also get that he him also leaning on Alfred. Oh yes, well. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely. I'm here for it. It doesn't. As much as I love the Dark Knight, as much as I love it, it's just this was a different kind of Batman movie. I went with two of my friends, and one of them he didn't know the Batman lore. So he didn't really enjoy the movie as much. And I I want to stick on the Batman, but this is something I want to talk about later, was that his superhero movie experience has been Marvel. So he's mm-hmm. coming off, the last movie he's seen was Spider-Man Endgame, and coming to see the Batman, and he just felt like he was missing something. Hmm. And it's the fact that this movie is not, it has action in it, but it's not that action-packed, in-your-face type movie. And honestly, Batman isn't like that most of the times. It's sometimes, it's it's this. It's the dark, detective, him trying to figure out stuff, background story type thing that we got in this movie. Well, like, even if you, and it's interesting that he said that, because if you take Batman out of it, like, I know some Batman lore, but I'm definitely not as invested into the lore as you guys. But as a movie, this was a great thriller. This was a great suspenseful movie. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When you look at hero movies, hero movies have almost become their own genre of movies because of how much of a footprint Marvel has made into the um, cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. If you look at this Batman movie and you're going in it, I'm going to see a hero movie. I could see why you would be disappointed. Because I went in, like, clean slate. I didn't know what to expect. Because they saying it could be a horror movie. I saw some tweets coming out, like, it's more like a horror film. And honestly, I got that feel. I personally really love thrillers. 
I grew up watching horror films, and there was times where in this movie I was scared. That was, well, not like fearful, like, oh my gosh, but like, but there was times a- where I was like, edge of your seat type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. You can ask Jay, when we was there. I forgot that my seat had a recliner. I didn't update the recliner until <laughs> like halfway through the movie. I was I, legit. I was on the edge the entire time because I was sucked in. I'm like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What are they going to figure out? It's dark. It's gritty. If you're used to hero movies, like that theme of movies, that's not this movie. And that's According exactly to y'all, what I said. That's what the Batman is. But yes, like for someone I, yeah. who isn't a bat, who isn't just as invested, this was just a great thriller. This was I mean, a great to, suspense film. To support the point that you are making, Ryan, the opening of this film is the Riddler scoping out a house. Exactly. And then him Come appearing on. behind them, quiet as hell. It yeah. is such... I was like, this is the shit that that made me jump. Made out of. Like, that made me he jump. Like, <laughs> he's watching the TV and they just do a quick flash and he's standing there and just out. And I was like, yo. Yo. Because my thing was, was how was the intro going to go? And I'm sorry whoever's listening to this and is mad for me for making this comparison. I don't care. You take it up somewhere else. I was waiting for the intro because the way that the Dark Knight started. That intro for the Dark Knight, come on, talk to me. Mm, very good. And when this one started, I was like, if the intro of this movie grabs me, I know what kind of ride I'm on for the rest of this movie. And that right there, though it wasn't them robbing a bank and blowing up and escaping in buses and shooting people and stuff, it grabbed me to the point where I knew what kind of movie this was and I knew what kind of villain that the Riddler was going to turn out to be. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm with this shit. From the very beginning of the movie, even if we want to just touch on McMillian's point, when the first minute of the movie is us sitting there listening to this man doing his heavy ass breathing while he's scoping this place out, I say, you know what? This is making me very uncomfortable, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with this shit. I'm with this shit. And... Until you're not, <clears throat> and when you're watching it, you're like, "Ah, oh, this is a good guy. Why are they killing him? This is an assassination attempt. What's going on?" Until you even find out what the Riddler's tr- true motive is. Mm-hmm. Like you're right. watching that, and you're feeling completely bad for the guy. And I like that the movie, are tr- uh, you transitioning to like, well, he's a little crazy, but is what he stands for? Is it? Is it? Is this a good reason to do the shit that you're doing? So it had his, a good motivation behind it. His motive. And I know McMillian played this, but his motive reminded me of the motive from the Telltale series, season one, mm. where they did Lady Arkham mm. and the orphan and with uh, Thomas Wayne being involved and they were supposed to help him out and they didn't. It reminded me a lot of that. And I was and I guess that's the other reason that this is a comic book movie It's the sources that they pulled from that all of the Batman content that it reminded me of. The Telltale series, The Long Halloween, they pulled direct references from The mm-hmm. Long Halloween in this movie. Batman Year One, there's a third graphic novel that um, inspired this movie. I haven't read it, but just going off those three alone, I felt that. I love that. That you could look at it and it was like, I know it. I know exactly. I know where this how, is coming from. I know where this is coming from, and I know how this is about to make me feel because I remember how I felt when I saw it. This 
No, this movie, I feel like, is the way comic book movies should probably be done. One, it, it, you can feel the artistic license of the director in it. And it because, like, uh, like Foop was saying, or like Ryan was saying, this isn't your average run of the mill superhero movie that, like, Marvel has, like, copied, kind of almost mastered. This is legit a thriller movie with a superhero in it. Mm, and it is, and, but it's, but it's taking all of the stuff that makes Batman such a good comic book and putting it into this film. Like, uh, for instance, Hoop said that she re- it reminded her. You could see the references of Long Halloween, and I could also see it. But also, like um, the New Fifty Two run of like Batman. So these two comic books right here legit feature basically uh, what this movie was, where like the Riddler had taken over Gotham almost, like a little, a little bit different. But Batman had to figure out how to figure out. Uh, basically, the way this movie ended was the start of those two comics that I just showed, like okay. where a city had been overrun and flooded, and basically was being ruled by Riddler, and all. And you had to, in constantly, Batman had to constantly adapt and figure out what his plan was to see if he could save Gotham in its entirety. You know what it so reminded. Like, you know what the ending reminded me of, though, because I know you read more comics than me, McMillian. So you have your mm-hmm. comic book side, but what the ending reminded me of was Gotham. And one of the seasons of Gotham, something I I don't think they flooded the city. Or maybe they did flood the city. They did something where the National Guard had to come in, like Gotham was off limits. They did something so bad that Gotham was off limits. You couldn't go in or out of Gotham. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where the villains were taking over different sections of Gotham, which is like you said, what this so movie I, is about to lead into. Mm-hmm. But so I in, think um, comic book wise, that's a good job. I think comic wise, there's an older story called No Man's Land, where okay. that's basically kind of like what it centers around uh, where like the city has become so bad, like National Guard is blocking people off. And then certain, that sounds uh, right. that sounds certain right. villains are taking like claim to certain parts of the city and Batman has to like basically almost do a gauntlet to like reclaim right. his city. And it's it's a little bit like Zero Year, the one I just showed. But instead of but uh instead of it being multiple villains, it's just the Riddler. Okay. Uh so like I was that's what that movie that's what the end of the movie reminded me of. But it definitely seems like they're setting up for a no man's land type of story, especially with mm-hmm. the penguin series that we're getting right. apparently later on. So So I I, it was funny that how it reminded us of two different Batman stories, but I do remember that season of Gotham being based off of No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the movie, the suspense, it being a horror thriller. I want to touch back on something that me, Ryan, and Ralph talked about in a previous episode. The discrepancy over this movie being PG-13 instead of rated R. So I, how do we, <laughs> now that we've seen the movie, how do we feel about the movie being PG-13? I'll say this. If it was rated R, I don't think that would have necessarily made it that much better because it already felt very mature, dark, and gritty. It being rated R, the only thing they could have probably added, a little bit more blood. We probably could have seen the dude actually smacking the guy head in and seeing brain splatter and all of that. But at the same time, I don't think that would have added too much to the story because the story was already very dark and suspenseful. It it felt like even if it was rated R, I don't think it could have necessarily made it better. It was already really great. 
Rated rated R would have just been like the equivalent to adding sprinkles on top of a cupcake. It's still a delicious cupcake. <laughs> I might be hungry. I I'm hate sorry. when this man always go to food references. It's like every episode he got to say something about some food. I know, but y'all see what I mean, though, right? But I, I get your analogy. Is it, I'm just laughing at the fact that you you a cupcake. Right. <laughs> I felt your analogy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I would say that this movie did feel like PG-13. The Mm -hmm. only way is that it could have really just been rated R. Would have just been pretty much the scenes that Ryan's called out. Except I would add another one where Batman actually stuck himself with the the adrenaline pen and Mm. just started going ham on that guy's face. On metal. Mm -hmm. If in hey. a rated R movie, that man would have been an inch within the, his life, like leaving. Instead of just, yes. instead of just like a broken that, nose and yes. a bruised face. Yeah, that man was pumped up, bro. That, like that, that dude's skull would have been bad. He started doing that. He did that warrior cry. Said, "Whoa!" <laughs> 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 yeah, I think yeah. another scene that if they went a different route about this, they probably would have to made it rated R. Is when they found Catwoman beating that guy up. And she got her phone back, and they were listening to that voicemail of Falcone and Annika. Now, let's talk yeah. about had we actually seen that scene Ooh. and not heard it through a phone call. Now, I think had they went that route, they would probably have to make that rated R because the implications of what yeah. that phone call meant. Yeah. And we had already seen what the apartment looked like after he came there and got her. So if they were mm-hmm. to show us that full scene, him coming in, tearing up the place, and then leading to that conversation where he strangled her at the end, I think had they shown that, they would have would have had to make that rated R. So so all of us like basically all of us was good with this being PG thirteen, right? No, I, 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 I have mean, no I, think, I have no issues yeah, with this I have, being yeah, I, 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 I'll just make sure yeah, no, I think everything they did within the scope of the PG thirteen is was good. Like, I usually, what's weird with about the racism for movies, you, uh, two f words can make you rated R. So, like, you only heard right. one. They drop one. <laughs> yeah, no, you get every every PG thirteen movie gets one f bomb. If you have two, it can make you rated R, which is wild. But like, I, I, the violence was Batman ish. It was bat was Batman that like. Mm-hmm. There was no taking away from that. Because the thing is, he's not a person that kills. So, like, everything that you saw where he, like, maimed people, that 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 was him. Like, I got the ferocity. I felt the ferociousness, the anger that was welled up inside him anytime he fought. Like, I, I got all that. I don't think r- making it rated R probably would have been, like, for what Foop said, if we saw that girl get murdered. Mm-hmm. That would have been a big implication. Hearing it was good enough, but I could have definitely seen like a different cut where they actually show like she set up a recording video and that she sent or something like right. that. Like, mm-hmm. And he broke a couple of arms. Like those fights, yeah. they have some oh, really yeah. good choreography. Yeah. Oh, he was hard to fold. Well, I right. love that. Come on. Oh, Batman, Batman do that anyway. Season Batman yeah. break folks' bones. My arm <laughs> broke. Where's the drugs? Yo. <laughs> yeah. He he has some ferocity in those fights, and I gotta say, they were well choreographed. I enjoyed it. What uh, what I really enjoyed besides just the fighting in this movie was also like 
the humanity that it kind of showed. Like Batman gets shot a lot yeah. in this yeah. movie. He mm-hmm. gets shot a lot. And like he gets shot a decent well, not so much now in the comics, but like early on, bullets was like a big part of like his struggle was trying to get over people shooting him. And I like the fact that they showed that like this is a this is Batman into his beginning of his like third year or in the middle of his third yeah. year. And bullets are a problem. Granted, he has armor to deal with it, but you saw like bullets near the hurt. end of the movie, like he had to pick himself back up, had to adrenaline pain fell a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adrenaline yeah. pain had to help him out. So and I like that. That adrenaline pin, I very much enjoyed that scene because it did make him more humane. Like, this dude is passed out. Please don't say he just got the power of love and motivation to get up. No, that man had to. <laughs> like, he got up. I, I like the, that. The other thing that I appreciated for them exploring a early Batman is that there was no Lucius Fox. There was no... Mm. Here's these gadgets that do these special things. Here's this helmet that can let you do this. It was him making all of his shit from scratch. Like when he had the contacts. Those are dope. Selena reusing. That was all him. I also appreciated that about the movie. That this is a Batman that is basically. It's it's the him and Alfred show at this point. There is no Lucius. There is no special tape. No Robin. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing that I appreciate about this movie. I also... I appreciated that they maybe they might do this later in the movies and introduce Lucius because Lucius is an integral part of Bruce Wayne's story, which is what I was saying before. They was like, we not doing Bruce, but mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see if they're going to put Lucius in play for this Batman and if he's going to get most more advanced tech and stuff like that. I do think that could be a possibility, especially based on how this movie ended with the whole him coming to realize that he can be more than a symbol of revenge or vengeance mm-hmm. type thing. Cause that's usually how it goes in the comics when he starts out. Like what's the point of a Bruce Wayne? Like I'm, I know what I came back to my city to do. There's really right. no point in me being Bruce no more. And then later on, as he goes, he's like, he figures out I can be a symbol of peace and justice as, as being Bruce Wayne as much as I can be Batman. So I feel like the way this movie ended could definitely lead to Lucius being introduced or, you know, more goings on with, like with Bruce Wayne and Batman as a whole, the duality uh, as we move throughout this movie series. I like that you said that because I also enjoyed how jaded he was, even to the point where when he learned the truth about his father, he like when when um Alfred said, no, it was all an accident, blah, 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 blah. It was interesting that he didn't tell the Riddler or anybody else or try to find any way to prove like, no. That's not what happened. It was an accident. Falcone betrayed his trust. He tried to set him up, blah, blah, blah. I like that he was so jaded and really didn't care about his Bruce Wayne persona or his real life outside of Batman that mm-hmm. it didn't even get no attention. Like, I, I, I thought it was I, weird, but it was true to character at the same time because he didn't really care about his Bruce Wayne persona. I think that spoke more to the relationship that they were trying to build between Bruce and Alfred. Mm-hmm. because he did hear one thing from Falcone, but when he confronted Albert, Alfred, I'm finna call this man Albert, when he confronted <laughs> Alfred about it, and Alfred was like, no, that's not what happened. This is what went down. And he, he took that as law. It showed that trust between Bruce and Alfred, solidifying mm-hmm. that relationship. So, I have... Two more questions. 
for the Batman. And they kind of, this is like question three, but it's a part A and a part B to it. (laughs) (laughs) So here is question three, part A. At the end, towards the end of the movie, we see the Riddler in Arkham. And he is, he gets him a buddy. There's a guy talking to him. And I didn't know this. This is apparently the actor that played Druid in The Eternals. I didn't find out till after. But huh. um, huh. there is a, his cellmate, well, not cellmate, just the guy in the, the next room is talking to him. Mm-hmm. This, who do you guys think that is? So the speculation so, is that it's the Joker, but I've heard others. The the first so, person I said was Joker until Jay said Pop probably Two Face. Okay, so uh, here here's the thing. I read uh, this. Apparently, Matt Reeves has talked about uh, the movie a bit. So apparently, within th- within the first two years that we don't get to see Batman has already encountered the Joker. He's just not known as the Joker yet. He's apparently a serial killer or whatever. So that probably was the Joker, just not the Joker that we know. I um when the Ooh. Should I get my opinion on that scene yet? Yeah, or go ahead. We just, okay. yeah, uh, I kind of didn't like that. Knowing, uh, say, that, and it was the thing. Joker? Yeah. Cause I, I, cause I, I, have like, an issue. I have an issue with that too. Because my thing is, I felt like we're always in a rush with Batman to get to him. Mm-hmm. And while I get it, he he's if you're a comic book fan, if you're not a comic book fan, you know the Joker. Mm-hmm. You are excited when he shows up, mm-hmm. especially because of the dynamic he plays with Batman. And I get it. I just, there, there are so many other good villains in his rogues gallery. Exactly. Case in point, we got to see Riddler really strut his stuff in this movie. I feel like mm-hmm. if you're not a huge comic book fan, you really probably walked out of this movie theater with, dang, the Riddler is wild, right? He got like, this smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I felt like, I felt like. I, it really depends, I feel like, on how these next movies for this series is coming. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like we, we're we're always in too big of a rush to get to him. And I just wish we would slow down and let him come more methodically. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's huge, but he's not, he, he's not, he shouldn't be like the, I don't know. I feel like you hold, you should hold the smoking gun. Like, you should yeah. hold the ace, the joker. You The joker. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you you hold that in your back pocket until like it's really time to play it. And I just felt like showing him so early or leaning on it so early was just somewhat of a mistake. Not that I, I mean, I like the tease was there, but I just felt like we could have we could have went with it I, w- without it for maybe a movie more or exactly. something. Like that. Like, yeah, what so, what I would like is even if they did tease it, tease the Joker and it does turn out to be him, that in the next few movies we don't see him. Like, let us know that he exists for the people who would love to see him. Because after seeing the Riddler, and even seeing how they did Penguin, like, I'm familiar with those enemies. I was like, I want to see everybody else. I really would love to see everybody else at this point. As someone who is familiar with the Batman, but not as much as you two, I would love to see the rest of them. Because I didn't know the Riddler could get this dark. Not even going to lie to y'all. Exactly. I never knew that. So, like... I, I hope the same thing, Ryan. If that is the case, I really do hope that this was just like a hey, just so you know, he's coming. He's here. He's here. Yeah. But not yet. But he yeah, exactly. I hope that it's that. Because the fact that they were able to do such a good job with the Riddler, it it, it like brings me hope that they can show the how 
versatile or how like good Batman's rogues gallery is because it's mm-hmm. such an interesting one because you have a guy who's on a team the Ju- the Justice League team who handles universe shattering threats right like right. but he's also at the same time a much uh, what Marvel refers to uh, these heroes as like street level like he's very much like a I I can do greater but also at the same time I'm here to protect the city and my street level villains they crazy. They just you nah, know. Nah, for real. My street level villains got smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope we get more to see that. Like I don't know who they're planning on doing in the second movie. Whether it be like Two Face, uh, Mister mm-hmm. Freeze, Ivy, some along lines of that. I forgot about my girl Al- Ivy. The issue I, that I had with them teasing the Joker is the same reason McMillian has an issue with it. Batman has way more villains. The other, my other big thing was that because of how Robert Patterson played this role, there are so many villains that could keep that suspense, that horror type theme going than putting in the Joker. Like McMillian named Mr. Freeze and Ivy. I could go for Hush. If they pull Hush out, if they pull Hush out, I'm with that shit. Now, for the sequel, they have been rumoring the Court of Owls, and I'm with that, too. And let's talk about... That would be so interesting, considering that the Court of Owls... There's... When they introduced the Court of Owls, Batman was, like, kind of... He wasn't, like, late into his uh, years of crime fighting, but he had went through, I believe, two Robins by that point, or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, that would be interesting, because I'm... The movies have never really given me a good Robin. I feel yeah. like I've not enjoyed a single like live action Robin because I saw the the set of Batman's that came before the Dark Knight trilogy. I didn't really um, enjoy those. Robins. I forget. It's, I know what you're talking about. George, it's George Clooney when they Clooney. did uh, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Yeah, that and, was all. And, but that was like all flashy and colorful and stuff, and that's why I was saying that this movie doesn't really compare to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that one was a little bit more like. Golden age comic-y and not like current age comic-y. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going for like current, I would love to see how Robert Pattinson handles having a Dick Grayson or a Damien or right. you know any of the Tim any Drake. of like the yeah any of the sidekicks. I, I would like like if we're going Court of Owls, I wonder how much time Skip we're gonna do, or if they're gonna just keep him by himself. Yeah, and he discovers Robin within the movie. I would love to see how that plays out. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound like a bad. Uh, Twist of fate, especially after we went through the whole crime family once to go yeah. to the court house of people that are secretly running Gotham, like the mm-hmm. rich socialites that run it. I would love to see how that plays out, especially if whether it fits him by himself or he has his uh his family with him. I'm but curious I would... to see that as well. Other villains that I feel like matches Robert Pattinson's um vibe. And these are small-time villains that may have to lead into a bigger plot. If they wanted to pull out Victor Zaz, if they wanted to pull out Mad mm. Hatter, I could see that going. Oh, um, definitely. The way they did this, I could definitely see a Mad can, Hatter, like them yes. pulling off a, a Mad Hatter or like a Scarecrow now, type situation. Scarecrow. Scarecrow I was going to say Scarecrow me. too. Now, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they want to keep going with this horror-type theme, if they want to keep going with this detective Batman, I feel like those are the villains that you need to put into play. To keep that going. Because the Joker, he he's some of the stuff, yes, you have to think of like 
where he's going with it. But the Joker has always been that type of flashing in your face type villain. Mm-hmm. And the route that this Robert Patterson's Batman went, if they want to keep Detective Batman, they're going to have to put some other villains in play other than the Joker. They're mm-hmm. going to have to put some villains in play that are going to make him think. That's going to make him be like, oh shit. Or yeah, that's cause... going that's going to mess with his head at an extreme mm-hmm. level. And I'm not saying that the Joker doesn't mess with his head, but I'm just saying that the villains that I name, when I've seen them in the comic books, when I've seen them in the games, these were the parts of the game when I was like, y'all, what the fuck? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Joker's the crim, like, like the crim de la crim. He is the yes. end all be all for Batman. Because the thing is, he's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, no amount of detective work can really prepare you for a Joker case. But that's why I was like, I kind of am upset that you are tipping your hand so early. Like, I get it. it Joker is an iconic character. If you've never read a Batman comic, you know who Joker is. But I, I just wish, like, the, the how well they did this movie, especially with Riddler. Because I'm pretty sure for most people, they didn't take Riddler serious. They were just like, he's some goofy guy who makes riddles that Batman has to solve. That's all we've seen. Yeah. If Unless you read the right? comics. If you're like, you, I like you the never fact saw that they ch- We always saw that. I like the mm-hmm. fact that they changed his costume for that very reason. reason. So say mm-hmm. they did Robert Patterson's Batman and they put the Riddler in this bright-ass green suit with all these question marks over it. I don't think they would have took the movie as seriously as they did if he popped up like that. Given that is his comic accurate look. But had they put that in the movie, I think the first thing people would have thought of was when Jim Jim Carrey did the Riddler. And I, I mean, his he had, his current redesign is a little bit more tame. He wears like a mm-hmm. green, a bright green suit, and he has like a tie with a question mark on it, and the you know okay. the cane. Like, but yeah. it still would have probably looked goofy in this setting a bit. I, I but I, what I'm saying is like I loved what they what they did with him because that's how threatening he can be in the comics. So I would love mm-hmm. to see them. Do that more with other lesser known, like known but lesser known characters, because all of Batman's Rogues Gallery in comic books is regarded as the best. Now, and I feel like this movie really illustrated why that is. I think somebody else, if they wanted to redo a character, I think this Robert Pattinson, if they did a League of Assassins story with this Robert Pattinson, I would like I to think see that. It, I think it would be sick. I think I w- it would be sick. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like Arkham, was it Arkham City? When it mm-hmm. was old dude from who was working at Arkham Asylum. What is his name? Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange and Talia and Rachel Ghoul. That whole storyline, I could definitely see that fitting Robert Patterson's Batman if they wanted mm-hmm. to pull definitely. something out from what they were already doing. Definitely. I would like to see that actually. That that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, can I go now? <laughs> sorry, uh, well, been, we're, we're, we're we sorry. We sorry. Nah, nah. See, I I wanna I wanna give Jay the respect because you know this is his his first new you know special episode. This, this your season. house to get him. <laughs> I gotta treat my guests properly, right? What do you? I appreciate. And this I is why, and this is why we don't let Ryan invite nobody over. This right. <laughs> but to go back to the point of your question or uh, food, I think that 
they're playing the Joker as the guy uh the guy uh that played Druid as the Joker. I think that was the Joker. Cause I was trying to look through the glass and see like the marks on his face and I kinda saw like the scar a little bit leading up past his mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. I had the envision of that's the Joker. Now I feel like the way that they're gonna do it, I might be a hundred percent wrong on this, but I feel like they're gonna go the route of how in Eternals, the um is it Arisham? The big red guy from uh Marvel. Yeah. I feel like I they're gonna do it. it how they introduced him and be like, okay, at the end of at the end of Eternals, not to go on and tell you, but the end of Eternals, Arisham takes certain people from the Eternals and said, We're gonna come back and do a judgment on Earth. And be like, okay, mm-hmm. that's our signal of we're gonna see him later instead of not anymore, possibly. Yeah. But in DC, they probably did that with the Joker saying, okay, we have an introduction of him, but we're not gonna see him until the movies later. That could be the right thing. Can I hop on that going. right quick? Can I huh? hop on that point right quick? Yeah, you can. So if you ever play the Telltale series for the Batman in season one, he he meets the Joker. Bruce Wayne ends up in Arkham and he meets the Joker, but the Joker isn't the Joker at that time. He is going under the alias of John Doe. Mm-hmm. Like we know who you are and we know who you're about to be, but the storyline is not about you. You're integral to the pot plot. We in, we get introduced to you as a character, but this is not your story right now. And we mm-hmm. explore that relationship between him and Bruce and him and Batman as him being John Doe and not being the Joker. And then when season two of the Telltale series came around, that's when he fully evolved into being the Joker. So if I'm with Ralph that I would let that slide if that's the purpose of introducing Mm -hmm. the Joker this early. I will let that slide. But I wanted to hop on that point before you moved on, Ralph. Well, for the comic book folks, is there a point where Joker plays like a organizer, leader of the group type role where he gathers a lot of villains? Because if that um, is Joker, it does seem like he's kind of building a relationship with the Riddler. So there's, yeah, but see, there's a couple of stories, uh, most notably or most recently, Death of the Family, mm-hmm. where he has a lot of like orchestral parts where like villains are kind of they don't I don't even know if the villains know that they're fully working under Joker's plan but like, that's what I was about to say like he's they, good usually he's he's never direct with it that he's uh, good at manipulating people to work for his plan but he's not going to be like okay y'all we the legion of doom and this mm-hmm, is what y'all finna do he he hasn't done that but he does a very good job at manipulating villains and heroes to fit into the pieces of his overall plan at the end of the day the Joker. At the end of the day, everything is his show. Let's put that out right. there. Everything is his show. It's not him and friends, him and Harley. It's his show. Mm-hmm. So anybody who falls into that, whether you know it or not, you are working for him. Exactly. Okay. But okay. I know you have some more, Ralph. You've been sitting there marinating. So, so what, <laughs> what else you got? I have. What else you got? I would say I did enjoy the Riddler's character to also go back on that. The Riddler's character was very 
fitting for this movie. He did give me that thriller vibe from beginning to end. The only thing is, I was not expecting this man to come out looking like he came out of a movie on American Pie when I saw his face. He looked very. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you ain't lying. You're not lying. Because <laughs> when I look at the mask, I'm thinking somebody under there is just very gruesome. And I looked at his face between the Riddler and the Batman's interaction um, in while he was in quote unquote hell Prison. or jail. Mm-hmm. I was like, was- this is the guy? Like this is the guy that's giving you problems. But that's how it is though, usually for Batman villains, except the Joker, because you know he liked to be in everybody's face. He don't need no mask for the stuff that's gonna go down. But <laughs> mm-hmm. some of the villains that he has when they're under that mask and they're in that persona, they are very terrifying. And then you unmask them and it turns into an episode of Scooby-Doo, like what? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, like Batman himself, Bruce Wayne outside of like, or at least Robert Pattinson's portrayal, like Robert Pattinson isn't as hulking as Ben Affleck or yeah. other people. Like, so even him outside of the suit is like, he was very he was skinny. skinny. He looked he like a skinny white kid. boy. If y'all don't punch this man in the face. <laughs> yeah, right? this, man, this man wears eyeshadow. If you don't fuck his head. <laughs> Bro, the scene where he takes off his helmet and he looking at the computer with his eyes still black. I'm like, bro, go take a shower and <laughs> go wash that off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but god. Yeah, so really... That's that's just Batman and Batman villains all around. You never yeah. you you can never really. I, I think I think it's uh the whole even like the Superman thing. Like you see what you want to see kind of type thing. Mm-hmm. Like you would never really see past like what they currently portray. But in reality, they're this behind all you know. The regular mundane self. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. I liked the the vulnerability of how we saw Batman is, well, Batman not really caring about his human persona at all, really. Mm-hmm. Until it came to the fact of, at the end, where he had the conversation with the Riddler and he was like, oh, shit, he's going after Bruce Wayne. But Oh, he thought. Yeah, he, oh, he, thought, thought, he thought, but hey. I'm here. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne, but... Alfred's at my house. So, oh, shit. Oh, he gonna ride for Alfred. He gonna ride for Alfred. Yeah. And even at the end of that, at the end, towards the end of the movie, where he was like, oh, you know my identity? You know my identity? And he's like, oh, you don't know who the fuck I am. You're crazy. (laughs) You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking talking about. about. (laughs) That was such a good scene. I love that scene. I thought he was the the laugh. Because, especially because, like, <laughs> and then the Riddler's like, no, no, this is what's not how it's supposed to go. I was like, I love that entire scene, bro. I love that entire scene. That really- I especially liked it because, like, Riddler was like, oh, you're not as smart as I thought you were. Because the thing is, he is, but at the end of the day, he got cited. The, the clues on his wall was just like, ah, oh, man, he figured it out. When in mm-hmm. reality, they were more so clues about, like, uh, what Carpet. the end game was, yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. It's just so crazy how that, like, how it flipped based on just perspective. It was great, <laughs> and I, I thought it was a very good when he said that. That was a very good Riddler Batman interaction because he always tries to make himself like I'm smarter than you. You're an idiot. So when mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, you're not as smart as I thought," I was like, "This, he got you. 
Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Checkmate. Now that, I, now that I think about it, that scene reminds me of the water boy when the guy was like, Water, Gatorade, water, Gatorade, water. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. I guess I did enjoy the, I liked the tape that they took on the Riddler. I think the only nitpick that I have is why was his name Edward Nashton and not Edward Nigma? I I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to be that on the nose with it. But I mean I guess, it's but, but I I guess eh. we have talked so much. I've seen so much talk about, yo, this is a comic book movie. They pulled so many elements from the comic book. They've paid so much homage. This is a love letter to the Batman, but who the hell is Edward Nashton? Nashton? Who is <laughs> Like I think I think his reveal would have hit because I was waiting for them to find to out who he was right. like, and a... say Edward Nigma because that's the Riddler. And then they said Edward Nashton. So I sat there and I was like, okay, maybe he's going under a fake alias. Because he's a full he was an orphan. So do you think it's a play on that? And then it gets to I, I also thought about that, yeah. It it could have been. And maybe later he'll change his last name to be Enigma because then it's a play on Enigma. But I was like, this is the reveal. Edward Enigma, say that man's name. And they, like, no, I felt the same way. If he when, they, going, when, when they pulled up to the diner, he was like, he got two IDs. And I'm like, one of them going to say Enigma. And they didn't and say it. I was it like, said oh. Edward Nashton. So I let it ride. And I was like, okay, maybe he, this is just another trick of him that she'll never really figure out his full identity. But they never went back to it. They kept calling him Edward Nash, and I was like, "Come on, dog! This ma- Edward Nigma, let's go, <laughs> full throttle, let's go." I that mm-hmm. that was my only nitpick with the Riddler, but I think from the rest of the movies, all of the riddles that he was going through, the puzzles. Can we talk about the puzzles? That was him. That was nice. The red yeah. puzzle. The bomb around the neck. I was like, "Yo, I'm playing a game right now. This is I, this I, is the part. This is the part of the game that I pause it and I take a deep breath, and, and then I go back I, and play." When I was ready, I was like, "What in the jigsaw is this? Like this man?" <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Did anyone else try to figure out like the riddles as the movie I was going? I didn't figure out none of them except the, the justice only one. Only um, the justice, ju- one justice I knew, and I think I knew uh, the price of your blind eye. Like how much it was. Oh, and Dead Man Lie Still. Yeah. I was like, I know that. But I, that was fun for me as well. I love when movies do that little stuff. I, I never been good. I'm going to put myself out here. <laughs> when I played the Batman games, I never did the Riddler side missions because I never understood the Riddles and I don't have the patience to figure that shit out. Oh. So oh. I just watched the movie. So I just watched the movie. I was like, he going to figure that shit out eventually. So I just figure it out when he figure it out. I, 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 I so she said, she, he going to tell me the answer. He going to tell me the answer. I cheated off Portia in college, so if she ain't figure it out, I ain't either. Send <laughs> <laughs> them to jail. Hey, hey they, finna re- they finna revoke your degree after this shit. <laughs> I don't care. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> but I did. There were some people in the theater that I was like, they were whispering, trying to deliberate, you know, what the, the riddles meant. And I think that if you were one of those people, I felt like that movie... It, made you more immersive in the movie because it was like, movie, hell yeah, yeah, I got this yeah. shit. 
But me, I was like, he gonna figure this stuff out. So we just gonna <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna wait until he figure it out. I fair, tried my fair. best, but all I got was the Justice one. The Dead Man Lies Still, I think if I had more time to think about it, probably. I got that one. Oh, for real. But the Justice one was the only one that I could think about. And it was it was definitely, that's when I felt like that this is a game. This is what made me feel like that I was watching one of the games. Because they do riddles like that all the time. You have to figure out codes. You have to figure out uh passcodes and all that other stuff and when you do the real side missions you have to figure out like all of his little tricks and stuff that well if you get it wrong you're going to die i've died i've died a couple times i have but Mm -hmm. it felt like i was watching the game it did and i was like okay this is a different sort of vibe because the other batman games it doesn't feel like it didn't give me that type vibe i'll just say that like the Dark Knight being a video game, mm, I don't know about all that. Love the movie. Game, mm. but if they took mm-hmm. this, if this was early 2000s and this movie came out and they said we dropping the Batman game on PlayStation and Xbox, they could definitely do that. And it would definitely mm-hmm. deliver. You know, one little thing that I did like about this movie that was kind of funny how criminals are scared of Batman and the police was like, we don't fuck with you, but you could possibly whoop our ass too. Gordon, why why, why are you bringing this man here? Like, they didn't get buck with the man yeah. until he was up in the police <laughs> office facility and they was like, you know what, it's all of us now. We, it's 30, it's, it gotta be 40 of us in a room. It was like 30 to 40 police officers in one room and it's like, now we gotta. Like, y'all, he could still And he still beat y'all up. Yeah. He still yeah. gave y'all that word. Even the way he got out of there was just crazy to me. I love oh, I love the police was, and Batman dynamics. That was such a good like Batman scene in general. Him escaping mm-hmm. the police thing, or he and and I loved how they illustrate this is early Batman because his hesitation to jump off the building. I was like, yes. I was yes. like, later Bruce would not uh, give a he, fuck. He and would not think about it. Stick, and he did not stick the landing, bro. Landing. I love yeah, yeah, that they exactly. added that in and added a humane yeah. element to it. I Season Bruce would have been like, it's a ledge up there? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the fact that, though, I also like the fact that he fucked himself up. Because I was like, ooh. But I was like, ooh. I oh, get yeah. it. I get it. Because you're not used to this yet. You don't do this yet. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. you just, you don't jump off buildings for fun yet. This not you. <laughs> <laughs> this not you yet. And that just adds to the fact that this is a starting out Batman. That some mm-hmm. of the things that we are used to Batman seeing, like him jumping off a building, just to jump off a building, he's not used to that yet. He doesn't do that yet. Or even with the Batmobile, as cool as that MF looked, we know what the Batman Batmobile can do. We know what the Batmobile can look like. Mm -hmm. So it was really like, it was really watching him get it out the mud to put it in short. How much can you do without all of the resources that we know you can have? What can you do without Lucius Fox? What can you do without, without all this tech? What can you do without a fully equipped Batmobile? What can you do without a fully fleshed out Batcave? Because when you look at the Batcave, the Batcave is pretty bare. Oh yeah, no. Even the um, even the back computer isn't as like mm-hmm. grand as it could be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he didn't even have no battle rings either. He just had the one little chest, yeah, the one, and that was well. It. 
Since you brought that up, I love that. <laughs> I, the fact that it was detachable, I was like, this. That was dope. I don't know if they've done this in the comics, but that was great. <laughs> that was dope. I like that. So, I'm ready to see this Batman go forward. Yes. I, I, sometimes I have an issue with um, productions announcing a sequel series or a prequel series for a production that hasn't came out to the masses yet. Because it's like, come on, y'all. We haven't even seen it yet. And y'all talking about mm-hmm. doing what? But I will say for the Batman, for them announcing that the sequel may be Court of Owls, them talking about this Arkham Asylum series that's coming to HBO Max, now that I've seen the movie, I have no issue with them taking this and running with it. I want to see what they can do. I'm definitely excited to see what else might come from this. As just as a Batman fan, comic book wise, as a Batman fan in general, I think there's a lot of interesting things that uh, coming and moving forward. I also really liked about this movie. No other Batman movie is done. We always get to see the visceral, uh, angry, violent Batman, right? Like that. What he's known for is like his physicality. This one, we get to see the methodical one. Not only that, but we also get to see him talk about hope at the end of the movie, because at the end of the day, as much as Batman is a dark character, he is a symbol of hope to a city that is shrouded in darkness. People see him as that. And I, love I really love that, that ending. The end. mm-hmm. Yeah, the scene that like, embodies I more, that. I was like, that's great. But I guess without words, the scene that embodies that, which I really enjoyed, was him carrying, when the National Guard showed up, he's carrying a lady to be put on the stretcher, to be put on the helicopter. And mm-hmm. when he puts her down, she grabs onto him. Like, at first, they were all scared of him, because you remember before that, when he was trying to help them out the floodwaters, they was like, I'm not going to go with you. But it took that little boy grabbing onto his hand to be like, okay, we can trust you. And then immediately you, yeah. after that, the lady didn't want to go with the National Guard. She wanted to stay with the vigilante because she was like, I don't trust. <laughs> I believe in you. It's basically what mm-hmm. that said. When she gripped mm-hmm. onto him and didn't want to go and get medical treatment, she didn't want to leave his arms. It's like, I believe in you and what you can do for Gotham. That spoke volumes. Leading up exactly. to him saying that he can be more than the symbol of vi- vengeance for the city. Exactly. And that's, I, the fact that they worked that into this movie, it was my thing to be like, okay, I am definitely invested in whatever else they push out for the Batman. As long as Matt Reeves stays mm-hmm. at the helm of this, I am there. As long as they don't pull a Star Wars, y'all good. <laughs> yeah. As y'all is, mm-hmm. as long as y'all don't put a Star Wars seven through nine, y'all are good. Mm-hmm. So, after watching this movie, are we glad that it's not connected to the Justice League? Because that's what I really wanted to ask. I was already glad that this shit wasn't connected yeah. to the DCEU. <laughs> for for me, yeah. for me, my thing is, I I hope that um, one well, one, I want DC to eventually make their universe, I just feel like the way they're going about it is wrong. I feel like they're trying to rush it because Marvel has already, you know, done the thing. My my thing is, if they continue like this, DC, just like Marvel, has an expanded universe, like different Earths. If Robert, if Robert Pattinson's Batman is not the one that they want for the DCU, that's fine. I just hope that they don't try it. Just because of how popular it is, because I know this movie is going... Monday, 
That box this, office report, boy. This guy that thing is gonna be insane. <laughs> but I, I just hope they don't let the popularity of it make them be like, okay, Robert is now the the Batman of the DCU. He don't gotta be. He don't gotta be. Let him do his own thing. Just like walking, just like they didn't make Walking Phoenix like the Joker of the DCU. He don't gotta be. This could, you can clearly pass it. Now, granted, I do. I probably understand from a marketing standpoint the worry of that because normal. The everyday movie watcher probably is not going to be able to separate it. I totally get that. I understand that word, but I really hope that they lean into the fact that just like Marvel is kind of leaning into their multiverse saga, I hope DC leans into the fact that multiverses exist. This Batman is not the same Batman that you're probably going to get. I don't want what I want. This is what I want. I want this to be standalone. I don't want this to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. he's a Batman from a different universe. And we may do a crossover. I don't want that. Well, I, I'm not saying necessarily that, but I'm just saying like the the two Batman can exist and they have nothing to do with each other. That's more of where I'm coming from. Okay, because yeah. like, when you say multiverse, when I hear the word multiverse, I see that think that eventually yeah, a clash is going eventually happen. a clash is going to happen. I'm not saying that they should do that. I feel like they are. I don't. That's I don't even money, think. I don't even think. I don't even think works. that they should say the term. <laughs> they should not show up Monday morning and saying that Robert Patterson is a Batman from an alternate universe. He's from Earth 626. I don't want to hear that. Mm. I don't. I don't want to hear that. Because then That's that fair. leads that leads yeah. into the pool that one day he may cross over with the DCEU. And I want, because of the villains that I want to see next, I want him to stay as far as far away from the dceu as possible i that's fair and i feel and i I agree i just i feel like dc should keep it all standalone because i was telling jay this was one of my out of for the type of films that i like this was one of my favorite movies in a few years my last great movie was the joker and um john wick chapter three like i enjoyed this movie as a movie period So, so so the thing i like about comic book movies when when done like this is that they're not superhero movies they, 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 like first and foremost the superheroes are characters in the movie mm-hmm. and this movie falls under this type of genre i like stuff like that like yeah Aqu- like for instance aquaman's movie while being a superhero movie is more of an action adventure film than anything it's not you can you can kind of see the points of where it falls under superhero but like the way it's structured is more action adventure and like even uh, was it the other good DCU uh, Sh- the Shazam movie? That's more of like a finding myself movie more than it is like really a superhero. The like superheroes are featured, but Billy Batson is like really trying to figure out who he is as a person along with becoming a superhero, and that's what makes it such a good movie. So like I I, I hope I, I well my thing is if they're continuing this Matt Reeves I fully trust in creating more thriller or suspense like Batman films because. Yeah. That is Batman at its core is really a suspenseful type of story. There are good, there are hopeful ones, there are fun ones, but if we're going this route, I don't see any problem, and I hope they continue uh, doing what they're doing. Because the fact that they made Riddler a probably a lesser known villain to a lot of people, hey, do what he did in that movie. I have no let doubt. Me, so let they me can tell you something: Halloween it. finna be a monster. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. the amount I, of Riddler people. Showing up? Crazy. As I long as nobody show up with duct tape wrapped around their head, I'm fine. I'm going to tell you get out. <laughs> I'm going to tell you get I out want the party. DC 
and their stakeholders to stick to making good movies. If they stick to good movies, that be their focus. I, they solid. Here's my thing. DC and Warner Brothers, if they would stop, as McMillian said, if they stop trying to compete with Marvel and stop rushing, they can produce stuff like this. Because let's because they can do a good job if they stop trying to shove shit in DCEU, which they are trying to make a replica of the MCU. If they just decided to say we don't want to go that route anymore and just make these standalone movies, they could make bank off of that. I think the DC, I think DC could succeed the same way they're succeeding with the animated universe is that all of these stories are not connected to each other. You may have Mm -hmm. a couple movies that you need to watch this one before you watch this one, but the DC movie animated movie that comes after that is a completely different story that doesn't even tie Mm -hmm. to the previous two movies that you've seen before and they succeed at that so if they would take that direction with the live action movies we could get some good dc content in the movies if they would stop trying so hard to make their stuff equivalent to the dc to the mcu because the thing is at the end of the day regardless of marvel's popularity now DC still owns the three most popular characters in existence. Let's go. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are the pillars of comic bookdom. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter how good MCU gets, those those are the people people think about first probably when you think of a superhero. Yeah. And they never really had to compete with Marvel. And I hope that this movie, specifically, the success that it brings, shows them that. Because this is the furthest thing from an MCU movie in regards to, like, everything that goes in it. Hell, even the way that they showed off their villains, like, it shows that they have something really good. They're, like, not too many people. Like, the Riddler, if you think Batman, if you actually watch Batman, you've heard that name before. But most people, like y'all said, think of the Joker. I'm pretty sure the Riddler got some fans after this movie. Marvel did a good job bringing up heroes like Iron Man, who didn't know about, about bringing up different heroes that people ain't know about. But DC just brought up one. Of many villains. And I'm sure people are going to fall in love with the Riddler after this. They got to mm-hmm. show more. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close to the the time limit. As far as the Batman movie, did anybody have anything else that they wanted to touch on about this movie? Nah. I loved it. Um, I loved it. The only... um, Is it... I don't know if we're doing ratings or anything like that, but uh, personally, as much as I love this movie, it's kind of like a 9 out of 10 for me, and the only reason is the lack of the problem. Maybe it slightly might be the Bruce Wayne stuff, but more so, I the, there are parts of this movie I felt like could have been edited a little bit tighter. Like, everything in there, good, but we could have made it more tight. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm really good movie. Really excited to see what else comes next, especially if Matt Reeves is continuing being Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson. I think they have some good, and I eventually wait for the return of Selena Kyle because there's no she way coming back. Yes, <laughs> to touch on the ending, the ending is so Bruce and Selena that they are going their separate ways, but you know she's coming back, 
And I love uh, it. It the ending scene. He was like, "You want me to stay?" And he was like, "I'm not gonna." You said it, not me. <laughs> but then they, <laughs> they drive off in the distance. But you know, like from that scene, even though she left, you know she's going to come back, and that is so Bruce and Selena, and I loved it. I um. What I what I thought was what I think is so funny is that people immediately after watching this movie they're like Bruce better than me because I would have folded. <laughs> I would have. I would have get now, I, on the motor. I would have picked her up and put her on the motorcycle. I would have. I would have left. Where, you, you want me to you leave? Go? leave? Where you want to go? I don't Where like this place go? anyway. <laughs> I, I don't like this place. Anyway. Well, they flooded right now, so I'm gonna wait till the water drain out. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back when the water drain out. Be like, baby girl, you right. The bat and the cat, that do got a ring to it. I love mm-hmm. it. I like the way you said that. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. Whisper it in my ear. <laughs> I would have folded. I, just, I know I'm not a superhero or a villain. I would have no, folded right there. I yo, I would have folded at the beginning of the movie. I would have met her at the club. <laughs> I gave up being a vigilante after that first riddle. I met you at the club. <laughs> <laughs> She did give him that look when he was up in the club. But if there isn't anything else, one, I want to say thank you, McMillian, for joining us once again on the Blurred Mob for this special episode. Oh, thank you guys for having me. You know, I... Thank no you for problem. having me. I, I, you know, I got a, the, 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 I got useless comic book and movie knowledge in my head. <laughs> I gotta get out somehow. And anime is very much a love of mine, but comic books. I, I started with the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. and then you know, that, you just go from there. From there, so so thank y'all for having me. I don't know if I said this at the beginning, but this is one of the biggest Batman fans that I know, so it was only right to put him on the episode. And I want to thank Ryan and Ralph for being here today, and for everybody who's listened to this episode and who's been listening to us for the previous episodes. Thank you for continuing on this journey with us. And with that being said, Ralph, you can lead us out. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Blair My Pod. And make sure you guys follow us and or please like us, subscribe to the video anyway. But make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Blair Mob. And if that's it, we're signing out. Peace. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot ain't no looking at. Hey, don't look at me. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling, I just tell them life's great.